mock the carnal mind? What is the spirit of Elijah even good at but mocking the carnal mind? I mean, that's literally the only thing he did in the book of Kings. <laughs> you know, it's like a full-time job being Elijah the prophet. You know? What's Elijah's full-time job? It's like all he does is beat up on religion. There's some Elijahs here. Hallelujah. There's some Jeremiah's. There's some Ezekiel's. And all of that's in the technicolor dream coat of the Jesus Christ mantle called the Messianic anointing of the seven spirits of God. God's releasing mantles. God's releasing the Jesus Christ mantle. You know? You can't even write a book about it. And you can't even sell it sell it in the next conference because it's called Jesus Christ the fullness of deity in bodily form for everyone who believes <laughs> you know talk about putting the charismatic church out of business by raising a standard of sonship and giving it away for free that's what I'm here to do I'm here to drown the world with freedom emphasis on free and then the dominion of the dumb of the king <laughs> It is a little dumb, isn't it? It's a little dumb to those that are educated in death. The death of Abaddon. <laughs> oh, but I wasted all of my $200,000 seminary education at, you know, Dallas Theological Cemetery. And you just ruined me with the new wine, burst in my old wineskin. And yeah, that's my job. That's what the anointing of the Messiah does. The new wine bursts the old wineskin. And the old wine is witchcraft. And the old wineskin is religion of self-effort and strange fire. And doing your own thing apart from the mind of Christ. And it bursts by the new wine of the seven spirits of God through our forehead called the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the seven spirits of God through our forehead. It is written, Revelation 5, 6. You have the mind of Christ in your spirit who has bewitched you to look for it out here somewhere. Where is the mind of Christ? Where is the mind of Christ? You never find it. You die in, in just weariness. You die having burnt out. I've seen so many older Christians say, just take me home, Lord. Just take me home, I give up. Because witchcraft has literally defeated them. And they're completely and totally defeated by Satan and his white witchcraft of religion. And they're utterly hopeless to break through in any area of their life. I mean, I've seen tens of thousands of people like that in ten years doing this thing. Tens of thousands of completely defeated older generation Christians in the charismatic Pentecostal Evangelical Church of America, which is a hundred million strong. You know, and it's like, then you got all these people that saying they're in revival, and I look at them, I'm like, what? You know, they're like, my church is in revival, and I look at them, I'm like, what? Your church is in revival? You haven't even entered the kingdom like children yet. And I love you, so I tell you the truth. Your pastor is a witch. 
I'm not saying he's not saved, but he's bewitched because he's God outside minded, serving in buildings made by human hands, which is an old wineskin, an old temple, an old covenant, you know, Herod's temple, $40 billion into Herod's temple, and they're still God outside minded, full of witchcraft in their forehead. They're like, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, where is the Holy Spirit? It's so hard, it's so, like, you're bewitched. You're destroyed by Satan. You have Christ in you. Who has bewitched you? The Christian leaders have bewitched you because they're witches. And a witch is anyone who serves money over the anointing. The person who thinks about creation more than the Creator. A person controlled in their forehead by creation instead of the Creator is the very definition of a witch. You know, and we're not here to burn you at the stake either, but we're here to cleanse you with fire. You know, I love you people, and I've been serving the church for 19 years since I was born again. Right away they had me give my testimony at all the churches, taking in millions of dollars in offerings at Minnesota Teen Challenge like a poster child, you know, because it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. And it just, you know, use me, Lord Jesus. And I was used and abused and used and used and used. And they made videos about me. They made documentaries about me. Vice has made a million dollars off of our documentary is the most popular documentary they've ever made and they've never given me even a penny. You know why? Because I'm here to get used, you know? And call me crazy, but I really think that that's the trampling of the wine press and the trampling of the holy place so that you're so used and abused, you know? of all the glory in you exploited by people that serve creation more highly than the Creator to make money off of you. For years and years and years and years, in all the buildings, you know, they listen to Joel's bar, the pastors listen to Joel's bar, and, you know, they steal all of our resources and steal all of our people, and they steal, 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 building huge empires of ministries, and we've seen hundreds of them over the years because we just don't sell out to money, so I have a constant flow of revelation, fresh manna daily, because I'm a true priest in the Melchizedek order that serves the Father, not creation. And these people are like about creation, so it's like, give me some of those scraps, I can make money off of all this stuff, I could build a huge ministry on just, you know, five sermons from Joel's bar, and we've seen that happen dozens of times, you know, and they become these marketing things, and they've, you know, and they they go out there and the craziest stuff is they, they get their heart's desire. They get it. They get filled with money in their heart and they get filled with money in their mind and they die the deaths. They literally die the deaths. I'm never happy about it. I never rejoice over the destruction of the wicked. I warn them every time, sometimes dozens of times. But since they're faithless beings that serve creation and not the Creator, there's nothing I can do for them except let them go like Ananias and Sapphira. Just be like, you know, Pontius Pilate up here. I am clean of your blood. Just because you do not have the fear of the Lord before your eyes and you think money is more important than the Holy Spirit, I'm clean of your blood. <laughs> you know, you decided to serve the idols, 
Those idols are demons. They will turn on you, and they will drink your blood into the lake of fire. And I've seen it thousands of times. And it's just like, how much more destruction and death and examples of destruction do we need to see before we start walking in holiness? You know, Satan's not playing around. Half these people are so sick that they're just living off of medications. And it's Satan that gets you sick. The power of the devil in Acts 10.13 is called sickness and disease. Scripture says that's the satanic power of the earth. Sickness and disease. And Satan's not playing around. And I know the Christians are looking for it, but unless you believe the word of the Son of God in your heart, there's nothing in this earth that can save you except the word of of God living, active, and energized. Scripture says you're saved by direct revelation from Jesus Christ, the Word of God, the Savior and the Messiah of all nations. But if you stop believing in your heart and be like, uh, I grew up to a place where I don't want to grow anymore and I'm content with this measure of inheritance in my life. Yikes. Anyone who turns back is not worthy of me. Jesus Christ says. You're turning back to a life in your human nature of, and just a taste of the divine. You know, Galatians 3.3, 3, having tasted the divine, would you now settle for your humanity? Almost every Christian that's ever lived has because of satanic bewitchment. People do not understand there is a hundred million fallen angels here. It is a true saying that if the fallen angels were to take physical form, the sun would be blotted out of the heavens and you'd never see daylight again. And you people are playing games with sexual morality? Sometimes I wonder and think to myself, am I pastoring the whore of Babylon? These people are sexually immoral and they're like not even holy. I mean, seriously, I see, it's so sick and sad to me how much sexual morality is tolerated in Christianity and even amongst the drunken glory and the mystics. And You're not going to get away with anything. You're only hurting yourself. And I understand we all have father wounds, but let's get adopted. I mean, my God, Jesus Christ died for our sins. Let's drink His blood and be drunk on love so we don't have to get it from men and women anymore. Can I get an amen? amen? Oh, it's the most horrible thing for me to look at young people. And I see it in Minneapolis. I mean, I see it everywhere. And I'm continuously tormented by the wicked because I live with the Lord's righteousness through my heart and mind in absolute holiness. And I'm constantly tormented by people giving their bodies to demons and sexual morality. Sexually, immorality actually allows demons into your bodies. You ever seen those teenagers when they start to get promiscuous and their eyes get all glazed over and dark? That's demon possession. They get demon possessed 13, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, junior high, high school, having sexual partners and I look in their eyes I go and I just look in their high schoolers eyes and it's just it makes me sick to my stomach because I was tricked once too by Satan and to see you know my little brothers and my little sisters so deceived by lust I mean I just I want to go into a, a fury and a rage of holiness right through their souls and guess what 
I am. That's what revival is. It's a fury and a rage of holiness and agape love, messianic anointing like seven blazing torches possessed by the Lion of Judah through our hearts and minds circumcised so that these kids don't have to die on Satan. The Father's omniscient. You don't have to go through the valley of the shadow of death anymore. You don't have to have rebellious experiences to understand. You can live like a holy angel all the time. You can be filled with God the Father that understands the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and all the witchcrafts of rebellion and sexual morality and drugs and alcohol and religiosity and self-righteousness and control. You can understand all that filth with having never been defiled by it because God our Father who possesses us is omniscient. Can I get an amen? Let's... Let's grow in holiness. Let's stop killing ourselves. And that's what people are doing. They're killing themselves. They're so deceived in their carnal minds, they still think that cunning serpent has something for them in the pleasures of the flesh. And then you, you feel dead. You feel dead. Well, maybe there's something there in the alcohol. Maybe there's something there. I just have a little cocaine. You know? There's nothing there. I mean... Even in religion, I can I can be a little religious. I mean, nobody's perfect. The Father's perfect, and the Father entered us when we were born of the Spirit, born again. We are from above and not below. Satan always deceives us to put some of that below on our souls, so that we just walk around here in gross darkness, like blind leading the blind. The standard of perfect holiness is here by the sons of God. And this is what God the Father said to me today. He said, there would be no bride of Christ without the sons of God. These people are so bewitched in white and black magic of Lucifer in their minds. Satan, the fallen cherubim. They're so bewitched in religion, there would not even be a bride of Christ without the sons of God raising a standard of perfection. And I say that in all humility because it's the truth. It's the truth. Unless you, sons of God, and me demonstrate absolute perfect holiness, these people don't stand a chance. They'd be bewitched for another thousand years in false revivals and churchianity. They'd never see the perfection of holiness in Zion. They'd never see God the Father and the seven spirits of God blazing through their minds. They'd be God outside minded in, in the dust of the earth forever. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit comes out of your heart. John 7:38, constant river of life when you believe. Problem is, is you're bewitched in your mind and you're looking for him out there. <laughs> He's not out there. Out there is what's in the world. Greater is he who's in you than all of that bewitchment that you're looking for in the world. They try to conjure the Holy Spirit like witches, and they're covered in witchcraft in almost every charismatic meeting in every building made by human hands, and they think that witchcraft is the Holy Spirit. And then when someone walks in the great glory and great grace comes around, they always murder them as a witch. You've seen it towards Red Letter Ministries every day in the new wine for 10 years broadcasting. That's what church produces, witchcraft. And if you're not a witch and you're in church, you're about to get burst out. You will be exposed for being a disciple of the kingdom. 
No one who drinks the new wine can live in an old wine skin. And I know you want to fit in and love and you like the music and it's fun and all my family's there and I like the, the, the stuff and you know I feel the glory in the temple and the goosebumps and all this stuff. I'm telling you, you're going to be exposed. You true disciples of the kingdom, you true sons and daughters of God, if you keep growing right where you're at, you'll burst every old wineskin in the world in Jubilee. And that's God's plan, you know? Like Holy Ghost terrorists. Because you're filled with Christ already, and these people are practicing sorcery from almost every pulpit in the world. Sorcery is that God outside-mindedness instead of Christ in you, the hope of all glory. Sorcery is come Holy Spirit instead of river of life, I'm a temple. Sorcery is serving in an outward temple. That's Masonic. That's what it means to be Freemason. That's what sorcery is instead of my body is the temple. So their minds are always bewitched and they never find God. And they're always looking for that next fix. I'm telling you, the permanent fix is the morning star rising in our hearts. It is written, Book of Peter. And when the morning star rises in our hearts, we have the mind of Christ. We have the messianic anointing. We have the lion of the tribe of Judah opening the seven seals of every soul coming out of the curse of the fall en masse in this great awakening worldwide. And that's what this is led by the sons of God. And I tell you the truth, all nations will say, look at our angel-like kings and queens, because we are those angel-like kings and queens of heavenly Jerusalem. In the name of Jesus Christ, be blessed.